All right, it is finally here. The African Football League has kicked off in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania today. And what quality football are we in for? That's the big question. The brainchild this has been of FIFA, as well as its president, Gianni Infantino, who announced in February 2020 that uh, the African continent needed a new Pan-African club competition, uh, which is now known as the AFL. In its own words, is said to change the future of club football on the continent. And to set the ball rolling, it doesn't come much bigger than the reigning African champions and also football royalty, Al-Ali of Egypt, facing Simba SC in their fanatical fans in the tournament opener. And at stake, ladies and gentlemen, is a grand prize of four million US dollars. So you calculate that, you get 76 million rand uh, for the winners of the inaugural AFL tournament. So the AFL is a new competition for the continent's leading clubs, eight of whom will battle it out over two legs. Now, our very own Sundowns uh, is part of the uh, the right sides as well. Uh, and, and, and what a, a great treat uh, that we are in as far as that uh, competition or tournament uh, is uh, gearing itself up. We're going to head off now to Tanzania and join a man that we know very, very well here in South Africa, CAF Head of Broadcasting Services Commercial. Uh, that's Lux September. Lux, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to the show. Robert, since you moved to Sentin, you've forgotten your friends. Uh, good evening. Good afternoon. How are you? Since you moved to CAF, <laughs> you forgot your friends. No, you you, you, you changed an address. You're now a Sentin resident. You've forgotten the guys from the Eastern Cape. It's not good in the rural area. You oh, went yeah, you went to CAF and you forgot us regardless of our address. <laughs> I am saddened, like September. I thought that we were friends. <laughs> Rob, it's always great to hear from you, my brother. I, I always catch online uh, your show. I always watch. Uh, I might not watch it live, but uh, since you upload it on one of the OTTs, I'm always watching. So good one, my brother, and uh, thank you very much as usual. Eh? Oh, man. An awesome pleasure to hear your voice and an exciting time, I would imagine, for the African continent. Firstly, just give me your thoughts. I mean, uh, there's one thing, like, for something to be talked about, something to be mentioned in corridors, something to be mentioned in meetings and to be publicized. It's another thing when it finally gets underway. What, what, what is the feeling generally from the corridors of CAF? An amazing feeling today, um, the opening match of the African Football League. Um, I'm literally about two meters away from the CAF president, Dr. Patrice Mutsepe. Just before kickoff, it was, a spectacular, uh, it was a spectacular opening ceremony. You could see the emotions in his eyes, you know. This is something that he's been working so hard for. Something to, I mean, to bring a product that is going to bring so much excitement. It was clear about two years ago that CAF needed something new. That African football needed another stream, another alternative to the situation that we're in. And this African Football League, although when it started, it started with so much conversation, of course. But today is the fruition of this an amazing atmosphere. I mean, I'm here in Tanzania. The stadium is packed. The tickets were sold out a couple of days ago. It's an amazing game. The African champions, Alakli and Simba, the biggest club here. Uh, well, with younger, of course. So it's it, it, it's great time for African football. And you know, Robert, the last few weeks, We've seen a number of commercial partners coming back to CAF. And today is just a little bit of an icing of that cake. 
I mean, you talk about the icing of the cake. Just to update everybody that is driving that game that Lux refers to is a Simba up against Al-Ali. It's, uh, what, 33 minutes into that game. Uh, the score still nil-nil as it stands. But if anybody scores and he's there, he'll give us an update. Uh, that is one thing for sure. Let's chat quickly about the organization of the AFL and how the teams uh, qualified for this event. Well, I mean, look, the, the African Football League, Robert, um, is, is obviously, I mean, the first edition, as you know, that initially this was supposed to be a 24 team, 24 teams that were going to play in the inaugural one. However, now we've got a reduced first season of eight teams. And obviously, these are the, some of the most successful clubs in the, in the African continent historically. And also looking at the issue of the FIFA, sorry, of the, of the CAF club rankings. Uh, All right, live from Tanzania there at the Benjamin Mkapa National Stadium. Uh, just a bit of a struggle there with the connect with Lux September, but we will try and get him back on the line uh, to continue that conversation because, yeah, the organization of the AFL is something that is very key. He is uh, talking about the return of uh, many, many sponsors uh, to CAF, and that is something that uh, CAF had been bleeding uh, for quite a while, and when we start to see the return of all of those, uh, then it, it, it really, really does signal something pretty positive, and I think he was on that note as soon as he got cut off. Uh, we've got him back on the line again. Uh, Lux, yeah, technology, Baba, we can never win that battle, uh, but I'm glad that you're back on the line. It's, it's, it's about 50, 56,000 people in the stadium, so the network at some stage is, is bound to fail. So what I was saying, Robert, is strength versus strength. These are some of the top clubs in African football. Also, also looking at the issue of the historical one. And it's generated a lot of excitement, you know. And we also welcome some of the uh, constructive criticism that has come with it. Generally speaking, this, there is no debate, Robert, about one thing. And I know this for sure because I wear a commercial hat at Kev now. That the place we were in two years ago was not a healthy place for African football. But in the last two years, I've seen fundamental changes in the commercial position, in the financial position of CAF, in the fortunes of CAF. And that's mainly uh, credit to uh, Dr. Mutsepe, who's leading the, uh, the organization. What do you think has been the biggest uh, swing? You know, when you talk about, uh, as I said while you were cut off, that, you know, with, with sponsors bleeding, uh, drifting away, turning their backs on CAF, uh, and then you come back and you bring a top businessman like Patrice Mutsepe, who then heads up a CAF as the president of CAF, uh, does that draw a level of confidence then for sponsors to say, we're not throwing our money into the cesspool that we don't even know what the returns are going to be? You know, Robert, uh, my first year here at CAF, we were not sleeping. Uh, probably the most stressful and most difficult period of my entire life. Uh, to draw, to give you a picture of the, la- of, the, of, the, of the recent fortunes, I mean, in the last 14 days, Robert, CAF has welcomed seven new sponsors. Seven new commercial partners who are coming to African football to invest in African football. This is not by magic, Robert. They see that there is change. They see that there is value in African football. And of course, you can't, you can't, you can't disassociate that with the brand of the leader who's leading. Because if you've got a person who's not strong enough, who's not credible enough leading the organization, everything else falls apart. Now, I think, you know, the, the results are there. It's not a rhetoric. The results are there for everyone else to see. The, the quality of the TV product has improved a lot because CAF is investing in that space. We're not just asking people to put their money in African football, Robert, but we're investing in the product. If you look today, if you are watching the match, there's about 28 cameras that are, I mean, that are being used here in the Champions League final, 34 cameras for the first time. So there's a lot of investment. There's a lot of work that is happening, Robert. And I think the return of 
great commercial partners like Visa, Puma, and a number of them, all seven of them that have come back in the last 13 days, is an indication that we are on the right track. Tell me about trying to convince, you know, all of the clubs to participate uh, despite all of these uh, tight schedules. We saw our very own Mamelodi Sundowns here from South Africa. Uh, things were touch and go. There were Board of Governors meetings that were held just strictly talking about their participation. They were put under a very difficult situation where post uh, the FIFA date, on the dates that half their players were traveling back from national duty, they had to play a game, a game that they lost. How, how easy or difficult has it been for you to convince all of these clubs, these top clubs around the African continent, to set aside time and play? I mean, I mean, I won't get too much into detail with the South African uh, situation because I've only been reading in the newspapers. And I'm the one who never really believes everything I read, Robert, because I know that sometimes it's not necessarily reported accurately. What I can tell you is that uh, on the 5th of October, the president of CAF hosted a meeting of the African Club Association. Well, that is actually a precursor to the formation of the African Club Association. We had about 65 clubs from Africa, including Egypt, Alakli, uh, all the top clubs from Egypt, all the top clubs from Morocco, and a number of other African countries. All of them came. And, uh, you know, Robert, in any situation whereby you've got more than two people, even in your own family, they are disagreement. It doesn't mean necessarily that you are not siblings, right? It means that you are just having, you must have constructive criticism to find each other. And that's the beauty about football. We can all watch the same match and have different views, Robert, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely. But um, from what you're seeing and what you're getting as far as commitment is concerned, everybody aligned, the tournament will start and it will come all the way through to a successful end. Fantastic. I mean, absolutely, Robert. So the eight clubs that are in the inaugural stage uh, are, are part of the competition, including them in South Africa, Mamelodi Sundowns. Next season, we're looking forward to a 24 team that are going to be playing. We'll have more teams from South Africa, as you know and also from Southern Africa, and also from all over the African continent. I, I think this is actually quite good, uh, Robert, because there's a lot of conversation that it has generated. No, no, conversations has definitely been there, and we love that. Uh, you, you talked about the sponsorship for the competition, and that is also another uh, plus. Uh, the prize money, though, I mean, I, I just mentioned the overall prize money of $4 million U.S. dollars, uh, which when you calculate, and some of us who've had the privilege of going to France a couple of days back, um, you know, you get uh, an understanding uh, likes of how badly our <laughs> RAND is doing um, because now you're having to pay yeah, yeah, yeah. so much money, so, so much money, yeah. um, you know, just for a bottle of water. And when you, when you convert that and you ask yourself, am I paying so much just for a bottle of water? And it is crazy. But a quick breakdown, though. It is 4 million rand for the, for the winners. I mean, 4 million US dollars, rapid. That's around seven, about 65 million rands. 76. Uh, count- 76. Wow, my goodness, me, my maths, Robert. Uh, I went to one of those schools that are from Kandla. You know? So, I mean, it's about 76 million rands, Robert. It's a lot of money, Robert. But I think this is exactly what we're talking about, Robert. For the longest time, I mean, I worked for a league for almost 10 years. I know the pain of clubs who travel and play continental football and come back home with nothing instead, bleeding money. And I think we're seeing a fundamental change with um, the, the presence of Dr. Motsipi. If you look at the prize money of the Champions League, I mean, the AFCON prize money is $5 million. US dollars. The prize money of the Champions League, Robert, has increased for about, about 40%. And you look at the prize money of the women's AFCON has increased by 150%. The football money has to go to football. And I think that's a fundamental principle we must all agree on. And 
we must make it worth it's wild for the clubs to participate in this. And I think this competition, Robert, the next edition, which is 2014, I was, I was, when I was coming to the stadium, uh, we were talking with the CAF president, and he was saying next year it's going to be something else. But that, I won't steal his thunder, Robert, from the, from the prize money. Oh, are we talking about doubling this? Well, he's capable of answering that question, and I think let's keep the suspense, shall we? Uh, I mean, this is an inaugural one. This is the first one. The next one is coming up in the next uh, couple of months, by the way. And um, I think we have, just as much as you look at the South African football, Robert, uh, if you look at South African football in 2004, uh, where it was, vis-a-vis where it is today, it's something that Africa looks at and says, here's an example of how when you look after your brand, if you invest in your brand, it changes the fortune. And exactly, we are replicating the same process here at CAF, and we believe that in the near future, in the not-so-distant future, African football will be among the best in the world. Sure. I think you're telling us stories here, man. Exciting stories. Uh, stories that uh, we want to hear about and uh, the availability, obviously, we'll talk about it in just a second, of where people can, uh, moving forward, be able to watch these games because there's one thing about having them, another thing of them not being accessible. But let me, let me touch down on something that happened in Lubumbashi. Uh, regarding VAR equipment and failure by the Congolese government to grant a special visa. Um, are these games going to be played uh, within the VAR rulings? I mean, 100%. I mean, I think the issue of technology in football is is now almost um, a must in most parts of CAF competitions. At AFCON, we used VAR in all the matches for the first time. And then now in Champions League, once you get to the knockout stages, there's VAR. So during the AFL, we've got VAR. Uh, the issue of um, the DRC... Uh, I think I think it's a matter that has already been referred to the uh, competent judicial tribunals of CAF, um, a situation which obviously was not necessarily ideal for the start. But I mean that match has been moved to Tanzania because there's a, a strict uh, there's there's a strict compliance that our president has actually given us that look you cannot lower the standard. This is this is what you need to aim at, and and I think the situation in the Congo we will find each other. I was quite involved in the back and forth discussions there. We will find each other very soon. I'm not necessarily worried about that going forward. But then the wooden mid-tournament then begin the process of VR. If you don't start with it, you can't then bring it in as the tournament grows. Or how does it happen? 100%. All the matches are going to be on VAR. That's why we have moved the match away from Congo. From, the, from Congo, that match is going to be played here in Tanzania, Robert because of the challenges we had there. But, I mean, again, I leave that to there because already that is sitting with the disciplinary committee of CAF. It's up to them, obviously, to investigate and give a ruling on this. As administration, our job is to refer this matter to them. Okay. Coverage of the competition overall. If I am at home think, right now and, yeah. I'm, and I'm sitting back and I'm looking at, okay, there's the Cricket World Cup underway. I'm thinking in my head there's a Rugby World Cup on a pick-up on the build-up. I need to switch on to this and this. There's football again that's starting this weekend. But I'm intrigued enough to want to watch this game that is currently underway. How does a person access? I think access uh, to football is one of the most fundamental things, Robert. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's one of my, I mean, that's my day job at Kevin. At the moment, Robert, the issue of creating television access to football and ensuring that the people of Africa have got access to this. We've got great broadcasters in this continent. I mean, the, the AFL uh, in South Africa, for example, it's on SADC. I know that it's also on FIFA Plus, on, on, on CAF website, and so on. And uh, with the rest of the other competitions, there are a lot of ongoing discussions with the major broadcasters of Africa. 
to ensure that um, the African football is accessible to everyone else because the product now is good. The product has got a commercial backing. The product has got a lot of investment. And I'm, and I'm quite sure, Robert, the African broadcasters and CAF in the near future will find each other to ensure that um, there is access to football throughout because ultimately, as you would know, as a marketer, as somebody who understands the game uh, likes is that that's exactly what the very same sponsors that you talked about in their droves that have come through in the last 14 days would want. They would want the visibility. They would want a mass market out there to be able to tap into the product that they're investing in. 100%, Robert. It's exactly, it's exactly my point. But to be fair to the broadcasters, Robert, for the longest time, uh, you know, they've had a lot of legitimate reasons that they've uh, raised with CAF. This is obviously predates my time, whereby they were talking about the issue of quality. They will talk about the issue of access. They will talk about the issue of a stable feature. All these things that have been attended to by CAF in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the recent past, in the last few months. That is why I'm saying for us and for CAF and the leading African broadcasters, we're going to find each other. And I'm 100% sure about that. We will ensure that football returns on the screen of every, every African. As careful, we'll do everything in our, in our power, everything within our power to ensure that we create a conducive environment for this. And for you, where does this put Africa? Because after all the talks, after the European side of things that everybody was saying that, ah, you know, they want to utilize the same kind of concept that they wanted to use in Europe and it failed and it bombed. Uh, but then now it is pretty clear that the African continent is taking us in a completely different direction. Uh, for you, how, how are you reading this? Are there clear divisions now in terms of making people understand that that, that was started or was attempted to be started in Europe is not what the AFL is all about? I think both competitions are fundamentally different, Robert. And I mean, you know that the Europeans were opposing this for, for reasons that are also commercially motivated. Now, Africa doesn't have the luxury of what Europe has, whereby we've got surplus, whereby they have surplus in resources, Robert. Africa needs... I mean, we, we came at a time, Robert, whereby CAF was tied up to long-term partnerships. Now, if you walk in a room, if you walk in a room, Robert, and you've got all these these agreements that, that you know for a fact are not going to be able to give you the resources to achieve your dreams. You've got to come up with solutions. You've got to come up with solutions, innovative solutions to resolve the situation. And sometimes it doesn't matter if the cat is black or white, as long as it catches the mice. Well, I can see you've been listening to this show for a number of years, eh? I know, Robert. This was actually one of your nice uh, jingles, right? I forgot about it. <laughs> good old Nelson Mandela, hey? Mm. <laughs> You've got to be pragmatic. I think, I think any leader who is not pragmatic, Robert, I mean, I remember in my student days, I used to be a kind of guy who was purely idealistic, Robert. But then I got into, uh, into roles in rooms of leadership, and I realized that in life you need both idealism and pragmatism. You've got to mix these two. Africa is in a situation, a very precarious situation now. We've been in an ICU for the last decade, Robert. We have not left the hospital. We've just left the ward. We're sitting in another hospital ward outside the ICU, though. No, so we have to make choices that suit Africa. Now, if the African Football League is going to bring the necessary investment, not only in the eight clubs, not only in the 24 clubs, we are talking about money going to leagues, not just the members, not just to FAs. So, for example, if you're in Zimbabwe, you're not talking only about the Zimbabwe FA. We're talking about the League of Zimbabwe. How can the League of Zimbabwe retain some of its best talent 
through the funding and the money that is going to come from this league. And the AFL is not the end of it, by the way. We are going to be introducing two more exciting things, Robert, that we think is going to inject a little bit of excitement to the market and obviously create an, a, an alternative revenue stream for us. Two more new things. When are you making that announcement? <laughs> Maybe we should listen to, <laughs> to Tomorrow's Sport Worldwide, right? Yeah. When are you making the announcement? Next week? I, 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 I think, I mean, well, next week we will be announcing a, a, a new television media rights deal, which I think is going to be quite exciting, and a couple of other announcements that are coming up. But I think the other announcements are coming up in the next couple of months. The focus now has to be also be on AFCON because the AFCON is the most exciting tournament. I mean, we are going to have more than 600 million people watching 52 matches in South Africa is there. I mean, I was in Abidjan and I watched Bafana Bafana. I know that at home they get a lot of stick, but so much respect they had there in Cote d'Ivoire. And it's one of the strongest commercial brands in African football at the moment. And South Africans, we must get positive, man. Yeah, sure. I think it was the Eswatini result, uh, Lunks, that really knocked us back. And I think the coach was equally very disappointed about that. I know. I mean, I mean, I work for Care for a bit, obviously, so I can't focus on one federation. But at the same time, I have a certain passport. I think, I think it's important. There was a period where by SA Rugby, the Springboks hit rock bottom, but the people didn't leave the stadium. Eh? People came back. They watched the Springboks. At that time, they were getting Springbok lost to Japan, Robert. And at that time, this was not the Japan of today. Yeah. This was the Japan of of rookies. Now, but the people did not lose faith. I think. This needs a collaborative effort from myself, us, the administrators, the media, the players, the federation, and everyone else. I think, I think in South Africa, when I look around, I always say, you guys have got one of the strongest leagues in Africa, if not in the world. You've got one of the strongest national team brands, Bafana Bafana, because if you go to Libya tomorrow, they are going to ask Nelson Mandela, Bafana Bafana. They will not say Springboks. Yeah. They will not say the Proteus. Mm. If you go anywhere in the continent today as a South African, they ask you about two things. Nelson Mandela, Bafana, Bafana. And that's it. Case closed, man. And the thing is, you know both of those entities very, very well and very closely. And you can always say, what do you want to know about Mandela? I will tell you, he was my next door neighbor. That is how close to the action you've always been, like September. (laughs) And I appreciate you, sir. Is the score still nil-nil that side? The score is still meaningless this halftime, but it's really... I'll tell you what, Robert, the Tanzanians... You have to come to Tanzania. The Tanzanians are something else about football, right? They are crazy about their football. They really, really, really support their football. And thanks, Robert, once again for this platform because it's an opportunity, once again, to talk about not just PR, but, I mean, you ask tough questions, which is great. And we give answers that give people context of where we are. I appreciate that always. May it continue, Lux. Uh, Camp Head of Broadcasting Services Commercial, Lux September, joining us from Tanzania. Baba, thank you so much indeed. Enjoy the rest of the game and enjoy the tournament in its totality. That is hashtag MSW, the game currently underway, as we said. Uh, it's the start, eh? It's the start of the much talked about. It's going into, yeah, it's just hit halftime, actually. Yay, I believe Alali have just scored. As we drop that line um, with Lux, Alali scoring, slim. Uh, the scorer of that goal, so scoring in the critical stage of the game. I mean, he's just, what, 21 years old, uh, Reader Slim, uh, making it 1-0 to Al-Ali. So Simba Al-Ali in the inaugural AFL tournament that's just gotten underway.